We're already a week into 2017. A week has already gone. How are you going with it? Good? How are your confidence levels? Considering what's ahead, how do you feel? Do you feel confident about the, the, this year and what it holds? That's good. And today I want to talk about being confident. But what I want to say is that there's, there's different places or sources that we can find our confidence. One is that we can find it in ourselves. We can have self-confidence and that we can work it all out and figure out how it's going to do and rely on ourselves to get there. That's one source of confidence. Another source of confidence is others. Other people can help us. We can rely on them. And if we, you know, we really trust them and we're, we're, we're sure that they will be able to help us, we place our confidence in them and, and uh, trust that they will help us get where we want to go. I think both those sources of confidence have limitations, don't you? Because we're human and we're limited by our humanity. Or there's a third source of confidence that we can have, and that is God. God who is the creator of the world, who is all-powerful, who is almighty, who is everywhere present. We could place our confidence in him so that he can help us do what needs to be done. And I think that if I was thinking about those three sources, ourselves or other people or God, then probably God is the one that we're going to... if we. If he's our source of confidence, we're going to be the most confident of all. Because it's not based on, if we place our confidence in God, it's not based on who I am or who you are. It's based on who he is. So I want you to take a look at this verse here that um, is on the screen. Therefore, for this reason, because of who he is, because of who he is, we can be confident and boldly approach God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Now the who he is is very important because that's the reason by which we can be confident. So the who he is is important. And we need to go back to the two verses before that if we want to understand who he is. And those two verses from Hebrews 4, 14 and 15 are this. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, but did not sin. Can we find that verse from Hebrews 4, 14 and 15 for the side screens? Great high priest priest. Now you might say, well, how does that help me? You see, in the Old Testament system, the great, the, in, it was a religious system, the high priest was the most important person. There were various levels and different orders of, as far as the priest was con- were concerned, but the high priest was the most important because his chief job was to represent the people on the Day of Atonement to God. That was the most important thing of all. And what he would do on that day, he would go behind the thick veil and go from the holy place into the most holy place. Only he could do this. And he would then make a sacrifice. And that sacrifice would be exactly as God commanded. 
And why he made that sacrifice is so that the sins of the people could be covered over, so they could be atoned for. And every year the high priest had to do this. He had to go in every year. And if that high priest died, then another high priest would be appointed because without that sacrifice, without that going behind the veil, this the high priest going behind the veil, making this sacrifice as God had ordained, then these people's sins could not be covered or forgiven. Now that system, which is from the Old Testament, was not meant to last forever. Because when Christ came, that sacrificial system of the high priest, as outlined in the Old Testament, was done away with. And what happened is Christ became our high priest. And he passed through the heavens into the very presence of God and he presented himself as a sacrifice for us. And he did it once and it never needs to be repeated because through his death on the cross, he made a complete and final atonement for our sins. That's why who he is is important because of who he is, our great high priest. Because he has gone in and, and into the very presence of God and he became the sacrifice because of that. We now can enter, we can now come boldly to the throne of God. Now, it's quite remarkable because if I wanted a queen, I mean, we're talking here about coming to the throne of God. If I wanted a presence with the queen, of, say, of England, I couldn't, I couldn't have it. Unless I was a member of the peerage. In other words, I was a, a, received a title, you know, through, um, you know, as a part of, you know, I was born into it. Or maybe if you work really hard for the crown for all of your life, you may be granted um, you know, an audience with the Queen, maybe it would have to be whether she decided after that you are worthy of it. Or you could um, maybe achieve some amazing feat and then the Queen may um, invite you to, to, you know, to come and, and have an audience with her. Or maybe if you're a dignitary from another country, like someone really important like the President or the Prime Minister, you might get an audience with the Queen. Or if you marry a prince or a princess, you know, a commoner marries a prince, then they are given a noble title. So they're the only... And she's just a person. What about in the Old Testament we hear about Esther? In those days, if you wanted an audience with the king, then you had to hold his golden scepter up so that you would come in. And um, if you didn't wait, you would, you, would, you would be killed if you were tried to have an... You know, um, go and see the king and Esther needed to see the king so that she could talk about her people and the protection of her people and she said you know um, that she was willing to go and if I perish I I perish that's not really a very confident place to be is it and so here we are we're, we're looking at going in before earthly kings and queens is not an easy thing to do. So you would think that God, who is almighty, that would be even harder still. And yet, we are told that we can come boldly to the throne of God. It's different. You know, if ever there was a king that we should be afraid of coming into his presence, it would be God. Because he is perfect and we aren't. He knows everything that I have ever done. He knows everything that I have ever said or have ever thought, and that's scary. And yet, 
knowing all of that and knowing that he is a holy God and is perfect, he's saying I can come boldly into his presence. I don't have to just try and slip in up the back unnoticed. I can actually approach him. And the reason is only because of who Christ is. Because he is our great high priest, he has already gone in before us and made the way. He's made the sacrifice once and for all so that my sins are covered over, past, present and future. And when Jesus did this, he changed the whole system forever, Christ, and we can approach God. We will not receive mercy. We'll receive grace that's why we can be confident. If we have accepted Christ and who he is in our lives, then we can be confident. We don't have to worry. We don't have to be fearful about the future. We don't have to worry what tomorrow holds, regardless of what they will be. We can be confident because we can enter into the very throne room of God. We don't have to try and prove ourselves worthy. It's hard for us to understand that, but that's the truth. I was reading this book, Don't Just Stand There, Pray Something. And the author was describing how he'd come, he, he'd had this day, he'd started out and he'd really got up and was busy and so he just went straight into the day, he didn't get time to pray and he just went into the day and as the day went on, he got more stressed, um, he got short with people, he even behaved meanly towards some people by the end of the day and he, he came back to, at the end of the day and he knelt before God and he said, Lord, I confess what I've been like, I have made a mess of my life today. And I am not worthy to come into your presence. And straight away he felt like God said to him, hang on a minute, Ron, hang on. Do you think that you can wave the tattered flag of a a quiet time, a time of devotion in the morning and say, this makes me worthy? Do you think that, you know, going and doing good for someone or speaking kindly to someone and that's going to be the thing that's going to make you worthy to come into my presence? That isn't, isn't great and important But that's not what's going to get us in our behaviour. It's what we do that's going to make us fit to come into the throne. We're accepted by God. Listen to this. We're accepted by God only on the basis of what Christ has done. Only on that basis. You see, it's either all by grace or not by grace at all. It's either all by grace or not by grace at all. It's not a bit of grace and a bit of law. It's not a bit of like, well, thanks, Jesus, and now I'll, you know, you'll do this right so that you will. No, it's all by grace. It's all because of what he has done. You know, Jesus knows how sinful we are. We, like, we can't pretend. It's no use playing games. He knows what we're like. He knows our thoughts, even if we haven't expressed them. So we don't have to try pretend, to try and pretend when we come into the presence of God. We don't have to try and sort of to be, behave in a certain way. We, become, we come into his presence not because of who we are or what we've done, but because of who he is and what he has done. And that's how we get access to the very throne room of God himself. Just imagine the throne room of God. Can you imagine it? And we have the Gold Coast and um, 
I won't name the uh, company, but we were there an hour early. And then when we got there, we looked up to the board and um, the plane was three hours late. And so we had four hours to fill in. That's great in a busy airport with hard chairs and not very comfortable. And as we walked through the gates after having been checked that we didn't have any explosives or anything, um, I noticed on the left it said to the Qantas Club lounge. I thought, and I sort of walked a bit slowly. The others were ahead and I walked, sort of looked in to see if I could see that lounge. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be great if I could go in there now? Four hours. That would be the perfect place to be. Just before Christmas, I took um, my leadership team from school away on a retreat and we had to have, oh, well, you know, the the retreat is for work, so we'll just sit around and we'll, we'll do some work while we're there. I want to go into the Qantas Lounge. And if I paid $39 for each, that's worth it. We're going to pay $39 for the seven people and we're going to go into the Qantas Lounge. It is a great place. It's like, it's (laughs) comfortable chairs. Um, You know, there's plenty of space. It's quiet. It's quiet. It's, uh, there's all the food you want. You can just eat it. And, uh, and drinks, you know, like, well, I only just drink soft drinks, so it's all free and tea and coffee and all that. So it was great. I just thought, this is the place to be. And so when I walked past yesterday and looked in the Qantas lounge, I was remembering that day, and then we went in and sat for four hours on these hard chairs, trying to watch the cricket, you know, as the writing came up, reading what the person was saying, because it's so loud, you can't hear anything in those places. You know, if you have a Qantas club you belong to it, it's very expensive to join, that's why I don't belong. But um, if you did, if you did, you could actually, I could get into that every time, wouldn't I? But, and we have an admit, an admission ticket to that for every day. Every day, no matter what, we have access to the very throne room of God. This card that we have is stamped with the blood of Jesus. And you know, we can have that card and it's useless to us unless we use it. I could have the Qantas Club card and if I, if I didn't use it to go in, I'm just going to miss out on all that that offers. But more than that, here we have access to the very presence of God himself. He's calling us. He's inviting us. He's giving to us free of charge, the very throne room of God. And not just go there, but receive his... Isn't that incredible? It's interesting, the Greek translation for boldness can come to the throne. We don't have to have special things to say. We don't have to try and wow. We can say whatever we want to say. We want to say, God, I don't feel like I've got much joy. I know, and I love you. Come and talk to me about it. You're right here with me. I will be your, your joy. I will be your strength. In his presence, we receive mercy. There's a great story about... Um, you've heard of the, the, I'm sure you've seen the musical or the, seen the, the film or read the book Les Miserables. And in that, in that book or in that film story, it talks about this guy called Jean Valjean. And um, this is incredible. This guy was a, a convict and he was paroled. But he had nowhere to live, he had no, nothing to eat and he was out on the, you know, he was homeless. And uh, the bishop, and he gave him lodging. And here he was in this this safe place. 
of that, that night that he stayed with the bishop. He went around and he stole the silver from the bishop and took it so that he could go and trade it in for money. The next day he had left and, and uh, the police found him and uh, they, took it, they arrested him and they took him back to the bishop and they said, look, here's Jean Valjean and he's got all of your silver. The bishop stood there and he looked at him and he said, no, he didn't take it. It was a gift. Well, the police had nothing to do, but they wanted this convict arrested and they, you know, they wanted a means by which he could be punished, but there was nothing he could do and they had to leave. And when the bishop spoke to him, he said, now he said, you've been given this. And through Christ, we've been given freedom. We've escaped the pirate. We have been given the opportunity because of what Jesus has done. He shows us mercy when we don't deserve it. And that's why we can approach him boldly. Not because of what I've done, but because of what he has done. And I say this over and over again because I want you to get it. It's not because of what we do. It's because of who he is and what he has done. And because of this, he gives grace to help us in our time of need. Now, see if you can complete this for me. Just call out the answer. It sounds too good to be? There is no such thing as a free? There is no gain without? Pain. God helps those who? You see, everything about the society in which we live teaches us this, that we have to earn it. We have to do it. We have to work for it. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having to work hard and earn, you know, for what, get, you know, get paid for what you're doing. But that's our mindset. That's what we are, we are conditioned to believe. But unfortunately, we can't take this mindset into our relationship with Jesus. It's all right to have that in relation to your paycheck and your possessions, but not in the way you relate to God. The idea of God's love coming to us free of charge humanity because we're conditioned differently. We're conditioned to our goodness or what we've achieved. He, nothing we can do will increase his grace and nothing we, everything we need to do to remain in God's favour is provided by... The problem is it just sounds too good to be true and people think there must be a catch that's coming gaining entry into the presence of God. Apart from grace, you cannot understand God. Apart from grace, you cannot relate to God. God doesn't drag us into his throne room and say, come on, you've got to come in. He doesn't. He invites us. He makes the offer. He offers grace to help us in our time of need at just the right moment. I was reading a story yesterday while I was waiting those four hours and um, it's about a girl called Beth Sider and she's in from America and she'd been brought up in a Christian home. She knew God. She knew what the presence of God was like. But as she went into a teenage year, she'd been brought up in quite a strict home and while her parents looked after her well, she never received like um, hugs or she was never told she that they loved her in words. 
She knew that they must because that they provided for her, but she just felt often empty and she longed for love. And so she started going out looking for it in other places, longing for love, to be loved, to know that love. And she got right away from God. One day she was in a nightclub and things going on around, she, she looked around and she just felt this voice inside her say, you don't belong here. She heard that voice and she recognised it because she'd known God a long time ago and she knew that was God speaking to her. But she couldn't quite bring herself to separate herself from that lifestyle. And a few months later, she was in a nightclub again and uh, they were walking down the street. There was a row of nightclubs in New York and they just decided to go into this one and... and, um, Two, two nightclubs down, there was a tragedy happened that night and she said, she thought to herself, you know, I could have been there. And she felt God really drawing her heart towards him. So she said, maybe I'll go back to church. And so she found another church, not the one she'd been brought up in, but went to another church and she didn't feel anyone, no one talked to her very much, but she thought, like she's trying to find God. She's saying, are you real, God? Are you real, and she thought, maybe I've got to get involved. I've got to, you know, to, be, to feel accepted. And so she auditioned for the Christmas play and she went along to the audition and everybody was laughing and talking, but no one talked to her. And she just felt so alone. So she prayed a prayer and she said, God, if you're real, let someone smile at me. Let someone come and talk to me. No one did. She went home and she thought, no. I don't think this, God hasn't heard my prayer. Two days later, she had a phone call from her brother-in-law and she said, he said, I just rang to see how you're going. He said, on Monday night, I was at home. He lived away from New York. And he said, I was just, God brought you to my mind. And he said, I, had, I felt that I had to call you and tell you that God said for me to call you and tell you that he loves you. At the very time she prayed. And he said, I tried to call you, but you didn't answer your phone. She didn't hear it. And then she remembered that God had answered her prayer, that he loved her. See, grace to help at just the right time. Right when we need it. He's there. Not always exactly as we Dain him to be, but he is there, he is hearing, and he is loving us. And he says to us, You can be confident in me. As you start 2017, come into my presence. Here you're going to get mercy and grace. I'm not going to ask you what you've done. You don't have to tell me how good you are or how good, bad you've been. All you have to do is come in, enter in, into my very presence. Because I love you. Let's pray. Dear God, our Father, we thank you for making the way for us. Thank you for 
thanksgiving, Jesus, so that we could come right into your very presence and there receive mercy and grace in the times that we need it most. Lord, I thank you that it's not based on what I do or don't do because there'd be no chance if it was. But because of who you are and what you have done, I thank you that I can come boldly, confidently into your presence, God. Into the very throne room of God. And there I will rest in your arms of love. All the trying, all the effort can fall away. And I can just be in your presence and receive all that you have for me because you love me. I thank you, Lord, that your grace is all I need. It's all of grace or not of grace at all. And I pray, God, that each of us this morning enters 2017 boldly, coming into your presence and then living our lives out of that place. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.